Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Commercial property outgoings, very different from residential. In residential, you as the landlord pays for everything. In commercial, the tenant pays for everything. Now, that can be a big blanket statement. And what that means is when you come to looking at the leases, you think the tenant should pay everything, including land tax, management fees, accounting fees, maintenance funds, all of, and the fees keeps going, all of those fees, right? But what the tenant pays for and what you pay for is a fine line. And ultimately, what you are willing to pay for and what the tenant's willing to pay for, it's all up for negotiations if you bring a new tenant into the uh, property that is vacant. But if the lease is already constructed, the lease is already in place, when you go in to buy a tenanted property, you no longer get the chance to negotiate. It's already there. You have to be happy with what the tenant is paying. Now, what is the right amount of outgoings to charge your tenant? What are some of the outgoings that your tenant should naturally be paying and what some of the outgoings you should be absorbing. Now, this varies from state to state. In certain states, land tax is quite standard for the tenant to pay for. In certain states, tenants won't pay for land tax. In certain states or certain type of tenants, they will pay for everything in the strata, including sinking and admin fees, which means that they will take care of capital works in the property as well. With certain type of tenant, they won't pay for sinking fund as well. So there's different levels of tenant and different levels of outgoings. So this is what this podcast is about. It's about taking you through what are some of the outgoings the tenant's going to pay, some of the outgoings that you you should pay as a landlord, and what are some of the outgoings to look at that who pays what in more detail when you are investing in commercial property. So let's go and let me walk you through it. Today I'm going to talk about outgoings in commercial property. Now a lot of people think about outgoings as the enemy. They think that you've got to reduce your outgoings, that uh, because you're coming from residential you're thinking okay how much am I up for for this property. Now in commercial your tenant pays for the outgoings. How much the outgoings they pay for depends on the lease. And if you're incoming as in you're the incoming purchaser you can't renegotiate a property that's already has a lease on it with what the tenants is paying. Now, your vendor may, or your landlord, the previous landlord, which you bought, who you're buying from, may not be charging the tenant outgoings, even though under the lease, they could be. But they may have forgotten, uh, they may have felt that it's more equitable not to charge them, they may find that you know their, their rent was out you know, over market and they decide not to charge them to make it more equitable, or it could be just COVID and they decide to give the tenant a break, right? Whatever the reason, it uh, doesn't mean that you can ca- you need to carry that on. When you are the landlord, you obviously can charge everything that they allow you to charge under the lease. So make sure you read the lease document. But the other thing about outgoings is that there is a standard outgoing, such as your water, your council, your either strata or or property insurance. So if you don't have if you have a freestanding property it's insurance. If you have a strata property, it's the strata fees, which will have insurance already part of it, as well as your maintenance fund, which is for capital works, as well as for your admin fund to run the property, right? So these are your three or four basic statutory mandatory 
outgoings for commercial property. Now, they're going to be a little bit higher when you're in a high-rise building. So the, the higher the building, the high, more high-rises, it's going to be a bit more higher for you. The, the warehouse properties are going to be the lowest in terms of strata outgoings because there's really nothing to maintain, right? A bit of gardening uh, and a bit of just checking on the roof, a bit of uh, the compliance in terms of uh, your fire compliance and electricals and, and, and plumbing and things like that. So it's going to be cheaper. Your retail shop fronts, depending on how big the complex is, uh, the strata may be more or maybe less. And then you've got your rates. And your rates, depending on where you are, there's going to be areas where the rates and the outgoings are just naturally high. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just where it is. Now, most people are worried about what happens when your tenant considers your outgoings in comparison to someone to someone else. Now, the downside of having higher outgoings is that your tenants, when they consider your premise with someone else's premise, they may choose a premise that has less outgoings. So because they're paying the outgoings, less cost for them. However, if you're in a key location with good uh, traffic and thoroughfare, your outgoings are going to be high. Right. So if you're in the center of Sydney CBD, you're in Brisbane Metro, you're in key locations on the Gold Coast or Central Coast, your your strata's your strata property is going to be high. Potentially, your insurance is going to be high as well because of the building type and also the tenant that's in there as well. So that you can't avoid. And if you want to buy in those key locations, that is the high price of outgoings. And your tenant will want to be in that location and they have to pay those outgoings. So again, there's not much else they can do about it, right? So... Having said that, uh, your outgoings, apart from these, there's two other ones that are usually in contention with your tenant. Sometimes they're more than happy to pay for it. Sometimes they're not. So number one is that uh, the management fees and number two is land tax. Now, most tenants don't want to pay for land tax unless you're in Victoria, which land tax threshold is lower and the tenant expects to pay land tax. So that becomes more a run-of-the-mill standard practice. But if you're in New South Wales, or especially if you're in Queensland, Queensland uh, tenants hate paying land tax because they can avoid it, right? They can avoid paying land tax by you holding it a different structure. But if you choose to lump everything together, the tenant doesn't see why they need to pay land tax with your land tax, right? So the tenant's very sensitive to that. Management fees, a lot of tenants are worried about how much management fees is. So if you're going to give them an idea of it, and you're not going to go and go exorbitant amount of management fees, most tenants are okay. The only time a tenant will not be okay is when they have one single tenancy and they feel like you could just send them an invoice. They always pay you. Why are they paying an additional two or three thousand dollars or it could be potentially five thousand dollars a year for someone to manage a property that they're never going to default on rent, never complain about any of the issues on the property. Why do they have to pay you that, right? So that's another issue in contention. Now, I feel that management fees, depending on the tenant uh, and, and depending on how you see it, management fees you can take on yourself and absorb because you can self-manage a commercial property relatively easily if you want to. And it depends on distance of where you are. So if you're based in Sydney, you're buying in Rockhampton, in Townsville or Bundaberg, I would get someone local to manage it. If I was buying in Melbourne and I was located in Melbourne, I could easily manage it myself, right? If I buy something in Sydney or even Central Coast or Newcastle, I can probably manage that myself. Whether I want to or not is entirely up to me or you in this circumstance. But that's really your major outgoings. Now, what stems on from there is a few different ones that goes on to repair and maintenance, your general wear and tear, and also things like 
uh, incidentals such as you know uh, phone calls that your that you might make to the tenant or the property manager might make to the tenant might be things like accounting additional accounting costs might be things like you know additional inspection costs or, or auditing or any of those things that is not ordinarily part of outgoings so what outgoings typically is in a commercial property is all of the major ones that you can think of that comes out of your pocket all the incidental ones like your own accounting for your the structure you bought the property the tenant will not pay for that uh things like you know if you have travel expenses to see the tenant or if you have to do additional audit costs or additional costs you have to pay the property manager to organize things and trades and or any of things you want to need to do for the tenant sometimes property managers charge you that sometimes they don't but if you have to do all of that then they you know the tenant don't feel like they have to pay for it now on certain kind of leases if they're really national tenants they will pay for things like that but ordinarily they won't so it's not an outgo you can charge onto your tenant the other thing is uh, you come to a point where sometimes there is the rent review costs uh, or or option take-up fee so typically an agent will charge you 50% of their leasing fee to get the tenant to take up their option and it's not just about writing to the tenant and get the tenants to take up their option it's actually about negotiation with a tenant and getting them to stay for longer whether it's an extra three years or five years and really adding that value to your property and you should pay a, pro a, a leasing agent for that and in fact you should incentivize the leasing agent to get onto it earlier so you have more security in your property because it's all about security at the end of the day for you and that's why you invest in commercial property of course there is then you might have some additional fees that 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 entails are like you know if you're doing a rental increase there should be no additional fees but if any kind of negotiations sometimes these things pop up and then during the run of the mill there will be some maintenance costs some of them your tenant will take care of like air conditioning servicing your tenant responsibility to take care of that so it's an outgoing but it's more like a repairs and maintenance outgoing so then your tenant takes care of that um, the, the, but the capital works of the air conditioning unit that's yours if it breaks you need to pay for it it's not charter of general wear and tear is a capital of nature so you have to pay for it and typically if your tenant do pay for it it's for things they additionally installed as they fit out so if you provided three air conditioning units but your tenant needed five they put in an extra two if the extra two breaks then they pay for that too so that that's why it's it's that's the difference now going on from there that's pretty much wraps up all of your maintenance costs there might be some general ones like mowing the lawn um you know this taking care of going and checking you know, getting the gutters clean uh, checking any awnings and the roof you do want to get the roof checked once in a while so you want to make sure it's your biggest cost in commercial property you want to make sure that's taken care of properly you want to you know get your aircon checked once in a while just so that you know it's going well or you want to the the tenant send you the servicing report but things like gardening and everything typically if you have one tenant one property and we have a property like that in Wodonga where it's got a grass area and out uh, out area for the tenant to eat lunch and a parking area the tenant actually takes care of all of that so they take care of that maintaining the gardens and everything else so that's sort of no no need for you to do it but if you have a multi-tenant property which I have a multi-tenant property as well I have to take care of the gardening I have to take care of the cleaning of the common toilets and I have to take care of the uh, the common area electricity area so when you have a multi-tenant there's going to be a little bit more outgoings where you can't really charge it to the tenant it just comes off the rent and you still get a net figure when you do come to selling it or when you come to buying it but just be aware that those are things that you can't pass on to the tenant but mostly if you have one tenant the bulk 
of outgoings can be charged to the tenant. If you have a multi-tenant, a portion of it won't be able to be charged to the tenant and you will have to take on those outgoings. So that's the major difference of having single tenant versus multi-tenant, which is also why for some people they like to have single tenant who takes care of everything. For some people they like multi-tenant for the security of having multiple tenants in case one leaves, they're never short of an income. So that decision is entirely up to you and perhaps you'll make that decision when we come to a strategy session together and you can work out what you want to do going forward. In fact, I think now with outgoings, that's pretty much everything. The only other thing I would talk about now is the made good clause because it comes to the end of your lease. So when your tenant have finished their term with you, they want to actually leave. These are some of the things that they need to finish with you and that a lot of it has to do with outgoings. So what do they classify as wear and tear? What do they classify as repair and maintenance? Have they done things like pest control if they, let's say that, you know, they were in the food business, um, a good clean of the property, good servicing and good service order of your air conditioning? Um, have they, you know, added three-phase power or have they put something in the property where when they remove it, it's going to be a cost? If that is a cost, is not technically an outgoing, it's a once-off cost, but again, it's a cost on the property. Uh, the tenant should be paying for that. You don't pay for that. You can monitor that to make sure, or we'll get your property manager and monitor that to make sure that is all paid for. Now, again, this comes back to having effective property managers or asset managers where they grow the value of your property. Managing that transition is really, really important. Managing the incoming of a new tenant is really important. And managing exactly what your tenant is paying for in terms of outgoings is also really important as well. So you need really good asset managers and we typically assess an area. We typically find out how difficult or what you need to do during the due diligence process if you're a client of ours and then we advise the right property manager for you. So again, if this is something you're looking for someone to work with you hand in hand to create a passive income portfolio that you can retire on through commercial property, then reach out to us, helentarrant.com, unicorn.com.au. This is Helen Tarrant from Unicorn Commercial Property. We're here to build a long-term relationship with you, passive income through commercial property, and ultimately helping you to retire faster and better through it. But all of that surrounds strategy and partnership and working together to achieve that common goal. So reach out to us, link down there if you need it, and let me know what other topics you want me to cover in, in my videos. And I look forward to seeing you in one of my boot camps or at the Sydney Expo coming up. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.